Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host Trevor, and I have completed Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, I'm Jay, and I completed my Five Guys Burger at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm Josh, and I completed The Spare Man, which was a fun space murder mystery. Sp- Written by Mary Robinette Kowal, who wrote the uh, Lady Astronaut series and is one of my favorite authors. I am curious, Trevor, how many hours did the completion of Midnight Suns take? Uh, is there any way I can look it up in, on Xbox? Assuming uh, not. I don't know on Xbox. Steam would tell me. I mean, Steam tells me I'm like 50 hours in, and I'm gonna I'm gonna assume at least 12 of those are like, hey, hey, Wheeler, you, you awake? Yeah. Yeah. But by, um, I think at least 35 to 40 of those are real playtime hours. Yeah, so it's it's hard to, to put a time on it because you can make it as fast or as slow as you want to because nothing like forces you to go on to the next story mission. You can keep playing side missions for you know, days on end. That seems bad. Like, okay, if I if you just did pure story missions, do you have a sense of how long that would take? Yeah. I, th- I think that if you played just story missions, it would probably be somewhere between 35 and 40 hours. You can't do, let me rephrase, you can't do just story missions because it forces you to play one off mission in between each. Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. Really? Yeah, you can't play. Because I do a lot missions. of side missions, so I had never realized that. Like, I, I really have kind of been like, you know, IV dripping the full story missions to myself. Yeah, and and the truth is, is that there's, again, I've mentioned this in the past, but the game is not necessarily about the main plot line as much. Um, it's more about your interactions with the other characters. The so, friendship we made along the way. The magic was inside of us all along. Yeah. So you <laughs> kind of have to play a lot of side missions to some degree to to build those relationships anyway. But um, I would say that to, if you just completed every other mission was a story mission, you'd probably be somewhere around 30 to 35 hours, I think. Maybe a little bit. Oh, man. Um, I, might, I might ramp up my speed then. Um, that might be overestimating it a little bit. I'm not sure. I'm guessing I was probably somewhere in the range of 80 to 90 hours total. But I didn't, there was never like, there's nothing I regretted about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, um, and I don't know exactly how it works. There's there's like a prestige level. Your max level for your characters is 25. So I don't know what level your characters are right now. Uh, uh, 11 is my highest level right now. Oh, yeah, you've got quite a ways to go. And they're all kind of around that point. Right. Well, they, they they keep up. So even if you never play a character, they I think that's four levels behind your main character. They never fall more than four levels behind. What does fall behind is their deck of cards. 
right? Oh, because you haven't been out getting as many of the correct. Gamma, you're not gamma canisters for them, sure. Yeah, you're not earning their cards. Although you can craft their cards, but you have to at least have seen the card once in order to craft more of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm guessing I have somewhere between eighty and ninety hours into it. Um, I probably could have easily shaved off say 10 to 20 hours of that and still still accomplished everything I wanted to um at the end I had probably I would say four or five characters that were max level and then everybody else was at least 23 and then there's like I said there's prestige levels that you kind of gain once you hit 25 once you level up you don't get as much benefit but you still gain some attack and some hit points basically I want to know did you play light or dark dark Oh, I guess I shouldn't be shocked by that. Because <laughs> <laughs> my next question was going to be like, do you think you could actually, you can't max friendship with everybody, right? Yes, Because I'm committed to pure light and like, you there's so many times I lose friendship with stupid magic and also yes. less stupid Nico because of that. Right. So this is a little, I guess, tactical tip for friendships. Um, almost all of the Avengers are light side characters, so they're looking for you to answer in light side ways. And almost all of the Midnight Suns are looking for you to answer in dark, dark ways. Read the grimoire. And so, if you like get to a point where you feel like you can, you know, sacrifice a few light points, you can answer in the negative. The truth is, is none of them are. Neither side, in my opinion, is really all that dark or all that. They're all kind of heroic. Like you're not really an anti-hero by going down the dark path. Sure, sure. It's just you're it's just a little more bit... strength versus healing. Like yeah, yeah. You're like. you maybe have a little bit more pessimistic viewpoint of the world. I think is you're is... more barbarian than cleric. Yeah. Um. But here's the thing. Anytime you answer in the negative to whatever the character doesn't like, you lose one friendship point. Yeah. Okay. Anytime you answer in the affirmative of what they like, and sometimes that's neither light nor nor dark, you gain one friendship point. Every time you answer something they really like, you gain two or more, sometimes four. Every time you go on a hangout, you gain, um, I mean, depending, as long as you're going to the right hangouts, a minimum of seven. Um, Usually, if you give them the right gift and you answer the questions right on the hangout, you're up to like anywhere from 15 to 20. And and again, the only way you lose that friendship is those one every once in a while oh, negative one. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So okay. your your net gain is always massively positive. So yes, I was at the end. I was um, not. You can't. There's not a max friendship level. There is a zero to five, and then at five, you're you're full friends, and then you can gain some benefits for the first few levels after that, and then there's an infinite number of friend levels after that, which do nothing. Other than you just keep leveling up. Wait, what's the max friend level? There isn't one. Oh, oh, okay. So, so zero to five is the now you're friends once you hit level five, right? Okay. And then after that, you can continue leveling up, and there's some additional benefits. But after about I don't know four to six maybe of those levels, um, you quit gaining any sort of benefit for it. But you can continue leveling up. That you can, I've seen pictures on Reddit of people who are friends with one particular character at level 99 or level. Jeez. 200. Okay. 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 <laughs> That's so, a lot of play time. So all of my characters, every single last one of mine was level five or higher, except for Eddie Brock, who I absolutely despise. <laughs> I like Eddie Brock drives me nuts. I know you don't probably don't have him yet. Not yet. 
I did have a great Fallen Venom battle last night. Yeah, so he's he's DLC and you you redeem him eventually, and he's he has his own little story arc. Um, but the the character and it's all stupid, is what you're saying. The the story arc isn't, and his abilities oh. aren't. But Eddie Brock is like, I, I we're on the can't can't swear portion of our podcast. If you want to hear a swear, you can tune into our our uh, <laughs> um, our bonus episodes. But um, the guy's a punk, like he's a full <laughs> full on prick. I just can't stand him. Yeah. yeah. And so I just stopped taking him on missions. I I never go out with hangouts with him. I did a little bit because there are some benefits to to having him you know, have some friendly. But he's the only character I never made it to level five. That's funny. So speaking of games, uh, am I going to convince the the two of you to do the Tron visual novel with me? Um, I could be convinced. Uh, this is the video game, the adventure video game that's coming out soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm on board yes awesome i'm trying to think what's the last i mean isn't pentiment essentially a visual novel Jay? yeah 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 so i mean really i in the future i need you to pitch those things to me as you know the tron pentiment <laughs> okay okay <laughs> i watched the like a preview of it and i was like oh yeah this looks amazing so yes i am on board um all right so i'm not going to i guess so much uh talk about um specific to dgi although i guess far in the future you might buy some of these things from dgi um i want yeah excellent so um do you want to talk about lorcana or magic the gathering lord of the rings first uh let's do let's do magic the gathering lord of the rings first i want to end with lorcana okay so last summer they they did a crossover set um magic the gathering did that was 40k this summer their crossover set is lord of the rings wait when was the didn't they do a D one at some point yeah or is that yeah they've done a D one yes I, I remember somebody telling me the D one was disappointing but um yeah i don't i i'm sure there are people who were disappointed <laughs> okay fair enough um so this all kind of ties into as well like I, th- I think we talked earlier about how um, Wizards of the Coast is just like this well-oiled machine at extracting money from Magic players, mm-hmm. and that they they've been built like an industry around it. Yeah, and they've been like, you know what? What if we did more? <laughs> and they've really been doing that by um, going especially even harder at well well customers that just like are willing to throw tons of money at, at the game. Um, and so the whole reason I bring this up is because uh, they're going to have a bunch of different products for um, the the new set. And one of the products they have, which they've had for a while, are collector boosters. And the collector boosters, um, so to, to back up one second, um, are, are you aware that Magic the Gathering products do not have a manufacturer's suggested retail price. I wasn't, that is definitely some inside baseball that I was not aware of. No. Yeah. So basically, uh, a while ago, um, wizards, of the coast removed the MSRP for magic. And the main reason why was because they wanted to keep raising the costs to, uh, retailers and distributors, but they didn't want to have the, 
you know, backlash of like, oh, Wizards of the Coast is is weight raising prices once again. Um, they they don't have a price. It's just <laughs> there's there's no suggested retail on Magic products. That is hilarious. I don't know why it's hilarious, but it. <laughs> and well, and I mean, it's it's such a competitive market that it it has worked pretty well at um, keeping the market price pretty low. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I digress. The I, the reason why uh, the whole reason I brought that up was because I was about to say that the market price currently for a box of collector uh, booster packs of the Lord of the Rings Magic card is around four hundred and forty dollars. That's what if you go on Amazon right now to buy a booster box of those, it'll be four hundred and forty dollars. A collector's box um, also it it. it it has 12 packs in it, so not the normal 36 that you have of uh, Wait, the draft boosters. Holy cow. 12 packs? $440 for 12 packs. And Holy crap. Okay, okay. They will have, the collector's cards will have alternate art um, and the, the coolest looking So cards. you pasted some d- stuff in the Discord chat the other day. Was that? I don't remember. Alternate art? Okay, I just remember there was a one ring, which... Okay, so... Really, that, what I want to know the is that there's literally just a single one ring card in the there world. There is. You're but, correct, Josh. Yeah, so that's... No, shut your... I'm sorry. I, I'm, go ahead, Jay. Continue with the story the way you were telling it. I want to hear the way you were telling it. Okay, so there is a one ring card, and you can get it in normal booster packs. You can get it in collector booster packs, you know, etc. And it's it's a good card. But there is going to be, in the collector booster packs, there is going to be a one-of-one, one-ring, that it will be the only, it'll be serialized, it will have its own alternate art, and it will be the only one created in the world. Holy, I am profaning right now. So, my manager, his speculation is that when that card gets opened and it goes on the secondary market, his speculation is that it's going to resell for over a million dollars. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked by that. That seems reasonable. <laughs> well, Josh. Reasonable is not the correct term. Reasonable is not the correct term. Uh, accurate but is maybe. That seems accurate, yes. Okay, you're right. That's probably what I meant to say. Yes. Okay. That seems like an accurate prediction. Wow. So, anyways, I won't be shocked if it goes higher. Honestly, we yeah, right. broke capitalism, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, like I just wanted to share this story of uh, Wizards of the Coast and their marketing genius. And I mean, honestly, I'm probably going to try to order as many collectors' boxes as I can, and I'll. I'll get allocated i won't be able to get as many as i want um but i'm sure all of them will sell it, it is going to be do interesting we, to do see. we need to sing cheer up charlie to you as you know do are wizards... you like going to open them yourself or oh my <laughs> gosh does wizards of the coast do they have oompa loompas that's what i really want to know <laughs> this is like real life charlie and the chocolate factory right and it's you know i can i you can just picture like veronica's rich father uh, yeah, buying all the boxes he can. Yeah. I'm also very curious. So there's so many things that are very interesting related to this. You know, like 
when will it get found and who will find it and what are they going to do with it? And what if assuming they resell it, which I'm assuming they will, you know, what is it going to sell? Do we know the effect of the card yet? Yes. What's the effect? (laughs) Like, not that anyone would ever play with it because, geez. Yeah, you would use one of the other versions of the card that that they do have. Sure, sure. Okay, okay. All right, I'm less impressed. I fr- I okay, I am less impressed now. Yeah, it's it's not just a it would be really cool kind of if Oh my there, gosh, if there was literally only one, one version, one right. but they were all of them deceived for there was another I'm also curious. So like, let's say that, you know, I order all these collectors um, boxes of booster boxes. And, you know, let's say that someone in a pre-release opens up (laughs) the pack. (laughs) The million dollar pack. Yeah. Like what happens to the value at that point of the other uh, booster boxes that are unpurchased. (laughs) And, uh, and and also like who uh, what sort of operational security <laughs> does Wizards of the Coast have? Yeah, to assure that that really you know Sauron only forged the one. Well, or not even that. Like, um, have, have you watched the um, the documentary about the McDonald's monopoly contests on HBO? No, uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah, it's a really interesting um documentary but it's it's about this criminal investigation to this guy on the inside who would like you know give winning mcdonald's monopoly stuff to um to friends and family and you know what is what is wizards of the coast going to do to make sure that you know there's not some sort of insider they don't have their own little golem sure sure (laughs) okay well so that was that was the first gaming topic. Second gaming topic. Well, I don't know if I can handle more. Like <laughs> you did, you. This is your dictated order, Josh. So you're right. Like I was a fool. <laughs> I a fool thinking one would be more exciting than the other. Oh my gosh, I love so much about it. Okay, carry on. Um. So info is available now, or some additional info has been released about Lorcana, which is the collectible card game that is being put out by Ravensburger. I mean, no wonder Watsy forged the one ring. How else are they going to compete with Lorcana? <laughs> I mean, the house of mouse. Let's, yeah. let's be real here. Like I'm expecting to sell a metric boatload of Lorcana at launch, but is it going to be a game that's around here in 18 months? Probably. Uh, we'll see. So, I mean, well, I mean, it'll be around because it's Ravensburger. That's the thing is like Ravensburger is weird though because they're not going to support it the way you would expect a CCG to be supported, are they? Supposedly, they're saying they will. We'll see. But even if they do, like everyone, everyone says that they're going to be the next collectible card game, and six months later, it's dead. Yeah, very few make it past even right. four months. Right. Which I mean, hey, I would. I would love to have another popular popular collectible card game. So, you know, I and I'm a Disney fan, so I'm I'm rooting for it. But I mean the art on it is so cool, but like in the end, maybe that's all it will be. 
let me ask you guys a question. I'm ready. Is is it is is Lorcana fundamentally flawed in that it is not going digital? Like it's not it's not a it is not a Hearthstone Marvel Snap. Uh-huh. Like I feel like that it's mm. mis- it's missing a massive market share that it would have and could have had had it been a digital card game instead. Hmm. I mean, apparently I only have room in my heart for one digital card game at a time, so ah. so no. I don't know. I mean, do you? I've I've had a lot of people who have said uh, something along the lines of, you know, I am I'm excited to play this game with my kid. And do you think that uh, if it was, you know, an iPad game, iPhone game, whatever, that people would be having that same thought process? No, I, I honestly don't think it matters. I think that those people will buy their packs of cards or whatever in four months when it's no longer supported and no longer played in the local gaming store, they'll still play it, but the game will have failed because it mm-hmm. didn't go the path that everyone is going to be willing to buy in play, etc. cetera. Um, I mean, functionally it's, even though I hate card games, it, I'm not going to play it because I'm not going to go to the game store. I, I'm not going to go play a game at the game store. Those days are in the past, Jay. You're just gonna have to give up on me. <laughs> I think I'm aware of this trend. I mean, at least he's honest. <laughs> I I think that the there's a large number of people out there who would rather play a quick game and you know on the toilet than pack up the kid in the car and drive to the game store and play for a league night. And it to me, so my assumption is that um, you know this is a licensing deal with disney and disney's like sure you know take your shot and maybe this will you know make money um but if you're someone like ravensburger um you know they weren't going to be the company to make a a digital ccg i don't think and so do i think that there's that it that it can't succeed as a as a physical game i I think it can succeed i think it's going to be difficult I, i guess i don't I'm not sure what exactly is going to be would be the defining characteristics of what would make a card game actually stick around or or be one that's successful. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does have part of the element of what makes a game successful outside yeah. of magic. And right. that's that it can that it can cater to children. Right. Um, I, I hate to say that, but the other games that that work out there, Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Pokemon, Pokemon. Um, there was another one that I just forgot. But anyway, it doesn't matter that those the, the, those games well, they have they have IPs attached to them that also create the interest. Yeah, and unfortunately for this, it's it's far more interesting to uh, a much broader range of age groups than Pokemon or uh, right. well, Pokemon, Pokemon not necessarily anymore, but it's definitely Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, the, the, the Pokemon fans are old at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep forgetting that you know I'm no longer twenty. You know, the Pokemon Pokemon fans are not the 15 year olds that were five years younger than 40. Like, you know, they're five years younger than me and they're 40. Yeah, right. Fair. Um, okay, so details that we have right now, or that we're just given, um, it will release to hobby shops, game stores on August 18th, and then it will release to uh, mass market on September 1st. Um, That's nice of them. Yeah, I mean, nice. we'll see if there's like enough inventory for <laughs> game stores or if it's all going to oh. just go to the yeah, if, mass if, market. 
Yeah, has Walmart bought up all the stock already? Yeah, right. Um, Set 2 is going to be at game stores on November 17th and uh, specialty stores December 1st. Wow, that fast. Yep. They're supposed to be, I can't remember, they'd previously said their plan was to have, it was either three or four sets a year, I can't remember which. Um, What's um, Magic at? Is it three? Oh, God. Uh, Ten. Ten sets a year? I mean, pretty close to that. <laughs> when I told you that Wizards had decided that they were going to be a finely tuned money extraction machine, uh, it was not hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, they're they're essentially a dairy operator, and their customers are the milk cows. Like it's so they announced it was either quarter one or the the first half of releases. And initially, Nate, my manager, thought that it was the entire year's worth of releases. And no, no, it was like the first quarter of releases. <laughs> and it's had the knock-on effect of, it's essentially, like back in, it feels like not, well, okay, a long time ago, because I'm an old man, once upon a time, the uh, most popular magic format was standard, which was you know, the mo- a, f- a format comprised of the most recent recent sets. Standard's basically dead at this point because sets come out so quickly that no one keeps up with standard. So that's that's just the new reality of of magic, I guess. <laughs> um, unlike Wizards of the Coast, Lorcana is going to have a suggested retail price on their products. <laughs> uh, a starter deck will be sixteen ninety nine. Um, I was a little surprised that booster packs are clocking in at five ninety nine. Um, I guess just because I'm used to the anchor price of booster packs always being four bucks, and so six dollars seems like um, a fairly big jump to me. <laughs> I mean, it um, is. Yeah, uh, they have a gift set that's twenty nine ninety nine, and a a Lumineers Trove that is forty nine ninety nine that has like. Um, damage counters and deck boxes and stuff like that do they have a version of the product that is just like here josh you get all the cards (laughs) no (sighs) all right just just curious that's i just the ccg model just exhausts me at this stage in my life that's (laughs) all that's fair i mean yeah yeah I mean, I even hate opening my packs in digital card games, you know, to refer back to... Uh, uh, yeah, that's also fair. Yeah, to refer back to Trevor's comment, like, I'm just like, is there just a button to open everything? But there's not. There's not. They want to uh, make sure that you suffer. Yes. Anyways, I, did you I, have any other questions on the corona? I mean, I guess this would be a good point for you to gush about the art and the additional preview artwork that they show. I mean, that's why I'm going to be buying some of them. Right. I even I don't even know how good the game will be. Like, I'm not even sure I care, which I mean, I guess I could just, it just feels like it's unique art. Like it's Disney art, right? But it's like, yeah, they, they kind of have made this unique setting. That's cool. I so. think there's going to be a lot of people who get like the starter decks and they'll play that with their kids and, uh, and in and some ways, yeah, then, then it's not collectible, really. It's, it's yeah. sort of just like yeah. cracking open a, a board game. You're right. That's yeah. maybe, I'll probably be one of those person. Yeah, fair enough. All right. 
Um, so we are now going to, I don't know if we're going to grade, maybe we will. We're going to discuss at least a, uh, game that we bought in the humble bundle bundle and that I then promptly purchased on the iPad so that I would actually play it. (laughs) Physician know thyself. Yes. Uh, I mean, the steam deck is 10% off right now and, Mm -hmm. There's there's part of me that uh, tells myself that I should buy that, but because then you would actually use your Steam Deck for the first time ever. Uh, no, well I don't own a Steam Deck. I'm saying then I would maybe. Oh, use... you're saying the deck itself is 10 percent off. I thought you were. Yeah, saying yeah, yeah. This game on the Steam Deck. Was no. 10% off, but okay, I got you. Yeah. My the the sweet lie I tell myself is that if I have the Steam Deck, <laughs> then like the the puzzle games that I bought in. The humble bundle I would I would play on the Steam Deck. I'm like very seriously considering this humble bundle subscription because I think that my new hobby is just to collect games that I will never play. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, and that that kind of automates that for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and you even get the the feeling of a I'm helping charity. B I'm getting a good value. Yeah, on... yeah I'm a good person, but just. <laughs> Buying these games are never going to money routinely down the the toilet. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, all right. So, would one of you like to give a description of the game Baba Is You? <laughs> oh, gosh. Imagine a word game had a baby with a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> Maybe this is a three-parent IVF-style game, baby, but I can't think of what the third parent is exactly. What am I missing? I mean, to me, Baba Is You is fundamentally a word game. It is this, like, super low-res graphic game, which should instantly be a turnoff to me, where you have a small board, and it has different objects on it and different words, and essentially, by moving the words around, you can essentially change the nature of the puzzle like like you can change the wind condition you can change the nature of certain objects and and we were talking about this kind of just in our group text chat the other day like it seems like there might be multiple solutions to some of the puzzles but usually when i manage to solve a puzzle i feel so smart that i don't ever want to go back and question my own intelligence (laughs) (laughs) has that been anybody else's experience sure and I don't. I probably have solved thirty-ish of the puzzles right now. I have no idea how many there are. Um, if only there was a great search engine that Some would tell us things. Computer? Yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. You can continue your description. Uh, I, I, I guess think... we could. You've, you've described it at this point. Yeah, yeah. That uh, two hundred levels for the record. I, I will say that that one of the things that is interesting about it. Yeah, over two hundred levels. Goes beyond what what Josh just mentioned is is how much it's about breaking the rules. Mm-hmm. Like unlike a lot of other puzzle games, those other puzzle games are like here's the puzzle, try to figure it out. Baba is you is like here's the puzzle, break the rules to make the puzzle work. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a lot about like, in fact, if you don't have that sort of like paradigm shift in the way that you look at puzzle games you're going to struggle at least initially because you're going to be like there's there's like you're going to see the rules to the puzzle like you would a normal puzzle game and you will look at it and you'll say this puzzle is impossible 
And then once you get past that point and you're like, oh, if I change the rules to this puzzle, now it's possible. And there's tons of those in the in the game where you have to completely change the rules in order to win. So what is what's what's your guys's initial thoughts or reactions to the game? Well, my initial is that the freaking the puzzle element of it is so good that I, apparently I don't care about graphics. <laughs> yes. This this flies in the face of all Josh loves and holds dear. It 100% <laughs> does. Like I should hate this because it's really, the graphics are really like when you say that they're basically a child's crayon drawing. That's what that's how I described it last week, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that is it is it is awful. Like I'm pretty to- <laughs> I'm pretty tolerant of graphics. Yeah. And this is like this is starting to push my tolerance. Like I could make better art for a game. <laughs> That's saying something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I really don't have an opinion one way or the other on the the graphics. To be honest, which is I'm a little surprised I'm not more bothered by them than I evidently am. So. I mean, this literally could have been built in paint. MS Paint is how they 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 made the art. <laughs> You're right. You are a hundred percent right. Yeah, it's it's ugly. Okay, so that's, I mean, I think that's, and whenever you load up the game, the first thing that you notice is you're just like, oh, wow, the graphics to this are really bad. (laughs) Yeah, like, I should be embarrassed to be playing this. Yeah. So after that initial reaction, um, what what further thoughts did you have on the game? Uh, It's just so, I find it so soothing in a way, like... I can go and I can do a couple levels and then I can like, you know, go to bed for the night and feel like I <laughs> contributed something good to the world. Like I feel so smart, but, but there are moments where I have banged my head against the wall on a level and, and for some reason I'm okay to like walk away from it and um, come back on another day. And then like, you know, maybe I slept on it. Maybe the the solution came to me in a dream or whatever. And like, I just, am super impressed. So I, I guess I'll ask this question after I get your reaction, Trevor, or further thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll ask it. I, I didn't want to interrupt. So go ahead. What? I, I'm not interrupting oh. you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, I guess what, what are, what are your guys' stance on this game? And I guess, puzzle games in general on um, hints or uh, getting help on getting stumped. Um, I don't take, I normally don't do hints. Okay. I still feel sinful if I seek out hints. Okay. Like I, I, I'm not as judgmental about that as I would have been like anybody else is welcome (laughs) to get hints, but like something in me still resists it. And what, what would you how much would you say you like the puzzle genre and how good of an entry do you feel like this is in that genre? Wait, ask the first part of that question again. How how much do you like puzzle games? Oh, I didn't think I liked them at all. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Like I literally like only got this humble bundle because a podcast that I used to listen to called gamers with jobs had talked about Baba as you like, I don't know, two or three years ago. And it stuck in my brain. Right. 
And so I was like, oh, well, for a Humble Bundle, that'd be worth trying out, right? But I literally have actually played every game but, I think, one in that Humble Puzzle Bundle game. And I actually have quite enjoyed all of them. So maybe I like puzzle games more than I realized. But this feels like... Of of the games that you've played so far, uh, where would you say Baba and you ranks in in those in the bundle so far? Oh, it's the best of the ones in the bundle for sure. Like okay, uh, unless we're unless it's a graphics competition, obviously, right? But like <laughs> I've played the Monument Valleys, which are like super soothing and like just just fun, you know, geometric kind of art. The Last Campfire is is cool and like very stylish. Um, What's the other one? Well, so the one I haven't played is Dark, D-A-R-Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm resistant to things that say Q on them. Uh, <laughs> but Baba's <let's> okay. <laughs> yeah, but Baba's... Uh, anyway, it's definitely the best of the pack. Okay. Uh, Trevor, how, how much do you like puzzle games? Um, I don't know how to answer that question. Didn't this thing have Dwarf Romantic in it, too? Yes. But I wouldn't consider Dwarf Romantic a puzzle game per se. Okay. I guess in a in a abstract way it is. It, it's a I mean it's a tile placement game, but you're you're and you're attempting to create certain things. But I wouldn't call it a puzzle game any more than I would call um you know any of the board games that are tile placement games puzzle games. It, Dwarf Romantic is a much more faithful recreation of a solo board game than any of these other games are by a long shot. I mean, it could be translated to a, a board game without problem. Right, shuffle yeah. the, shuffle the tiles, draw, yeah. draw tiles, play the tiles, score. But, I mean, it would be a worse game straight up, but, you know, it would be translatable. Okay, so I have some questions about, I want to know if you consider these puzzle games. I'm going to say a couple older games to you. Okay. Uh, which which will tell me if I really do love puzzle games more than I realized. Uh, slipways. Um... That does feel like a puzzle game in a way. Okay, I mean, this one where you're connecting wormholes to like have planets trade together. No, no, about... I'm going to ch- hold on. I'm going to change my answer because that one is that one is just like Dwarf Romantic. It is really about placement. It is not a. There's no solution that you're looking for like a puzzle game. So I'm going to change my answer. Okay, how about Inscription? I've never played Inscription. Oh, oh my gosh! Have neither of you played it yet? Um. No. It's, it's jiggling in my mind, but I don't it remember. It needs to go up on our list. We should play it, and we should honestly grade it. It is a bizarre outing. And it's a card game, so we know that Trevor will hate it. <laughs> uh, okay, how about Untitled Goose Game? You guys probably haven't played that one. No. It's the one from which the meme War was or Peace Was Never an Option comes, where the goose has a knife in its beak. I didn't even know that, so... Uh, all right. Well, that's a puzzle game. I. It's just interesting because I'm. I've sorted my Steam library here by genre. Yeah, and by puzzle. And apparently, I own a a, a ton of puzzle games, and I must <laughs> like them more than. A, did you guys ever play The Vanishing of Ethan Carter? Never even heard of it. That's an incredible game, and it is kind of a puzzle mystery game, is how I would describe it. Like. Uh, anyway, apparently I like puzzle games more than I realized, Jay. But. Okay. Um, so I think my reaction so far to Baba is you is, um, I don't really, I, I feel like I'm maybe 
getting hung up a little bit on on something that you said earlier, Josh, is that it feels a little bit like a word puzzle game, mm-hmm. which I could pr- maybe quibble with a little bit because in a lot of ways it's not a word puzzle game, but it kind of is. Um, and in general, word puzzle games are not are a, a subgenre of games of puzzles that I don't enjoy as much. Like, would you say that like a word puzzle game would be something like Wordle or yes. Words with Friends or yes, Scrabble? I mean, I, I guess that's I'm not sure if that's a puzzle per se, but definitely Wordle. Yeah, this is the the words are part of the puzzle, and you can use the words to do creative things. But I agree with Jay; it's not necessarily a word puzzle game. Right. right. But I, I think it's I think that's I'll maybe been, your quibble. I think it's maybe been a stumbling block of my enjoyment. Um, just because again, uh, word puzzle games are not ones that I like as much. So I guess that's my thought on it. A, I'll, I'll do a real quick, um, another puzzle game that I have been enjoying and playing a fair bit recently. Um, so I posted this in, um, in the discord channel, but the chat GPT AI made a, math game puzzle game where you have a a grid of numbers you, oh, yeah, you pick I, what I tried it and i hate it for the record carry on yeah it's it's called sumplete um you basically have to have each on the right side of the grid and the bottom side of the grid it has numbers and you have to have the numbers in the row add together to uh equal that number and so you are selecting which numbers you keep in to add in and which ones you're removing to um, make the puzzle work. And I've been playing a fair bit of it when Brian and I do Heroes of Might and Magic Hot Seat. When it's his turn, I'll do those puzzles. And I've enjoyed it a fair bit more because I do like math puzzles more than word puzzles. <laughs> and so um, that's, I guess, just a more of a personal quirk or slash with with also something i've been playing lately if if people like math puzzles and maybe check that one out but what did what did you uh dislike about sumplete josh i just didn't get it like I, I i couldn't wrap my head around it so i only tried it once briefly but i was like mm, i'm out uh, that's that's fair it does I, for the record i didn't i also have never liked sudoku uh-huh yeah I think it's because maybe math games, math puzzles feel so abstract to me. I was thinking some about liking math puzzles and as as I was thinking about preparing for this episode and it made me think about like what board games I like and why I like some board games versus others. And it made me think a little bit of like um, auction games or ones like uh, Power Grid probably a part of the reason why i i like those is because of the math element but yeah that makes sense yeah um i guess any uh closing thoughts from you guys on puzzle games or uh baba is you in general i'm curious if there's a baba is you equivalent out there with better graphics (laughs) (laughs) there so i i remembered you talking about inscription josh okay and i just looked it up on uh steam 
and there is a bundle that they currently have that has Inscription and Loop Hero and Death's Door. Trevor uh, loves Loop Hero, right, Trevor? Yeah, I like Loop Hero. Yeah, it was. You could get all three games for twenty one fifty three. That's on Steam. That's not a Steam yeah. bundle. Yeah, it's a it's a bundle on Steam. Oh, well, I haven't played Loop Hero in a while. I know it's um, changed. Mm. Yeah, it's had a lot of stuff added to it, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Wait, how do I find this bundle, Jay? Even though I think I own everything that you just said in the bundle. Do you have Death's <laughs> Door as well? Uh, I feel like I do. It's on sale. Is that the one sale. where you're like a crow or something like that? Um, yes. Uh huh. I'm not making that up, am I? You are reaping souls of the dead as a crow. <laughs> and the graphics are very cool. Yeah, they are cool graphics. Much better than Baba is you. <laughs> 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 All right. Well let's wrap it up there you can tell us what you guys think of baba is you slash puzzle games in general and stay tuned for next week